Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the second day of June 2021. It's Thursday, inching us ever closer to the glorious, glorious weekend. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Thank you for listening. I want to get started real quick today. So I'll just tell you about patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast, the way to support the show, or Derek Hunter, all one word, DerekHunter.locals.com. Wherever you decide to go. Appreciate the support always. Okay, enough about all that stuff. I really, I just want to get hit the ground running. So let's get it started. We got a lot going on. I want to start off with this. I, these stories I don't get. They don't, they're supposedly public servants, right? But this, this story broke late yesterday. And you sit there and you go, this is, this is real. Why do people do... I get why people don't want to do this, but then you you kind of have to resign, right? You got to leave the job. ABC News. Uvalde police school districts no longer cooperating with Texas probe of shooting. You go, what? Yeah. Uvalde Police Department and Uvalde Independent School District Police Force are no longer cooperating with the Texas Department of Public Safety's investigation into the massacre at Robb Elementary School and the state's review of law enforcement response. In the state's review, law enforcement response, multiple law enforcement officials tell ABC News. Uvalde Police Chief and a spokesperson for the Uvalde Independent School District did not immediately respond to requests for comment from ABC News. According to sources, the decision to stop cooperating occurred soon after the DPS Colonel Stephen McGraw held a news conference Friday during which he said the delayed police entry into the classroom was, quote, the wrong decision and contrary to protocol. Oh, yeah, they screwed up. Oh, you said we screwed up. We're moving on. All right, well, uh, that to me is an admission of guilt. I know. Oh, presumption of innocence. I understand that. This isn't a court of law. This is the court of public opinion. That if somebody says, yeah, no, they screwed up, and they go, well, I, I will never speak to anybody ever again about this. That to me means you don't really have a very good defense, all right? You're not under oath. You're not required to tell the truth. You know, the truth should be enough, but nope, nope, nope. Reached by ABC News, a spokesperson for the Texas Department of Public Safety said, quote, the Uvalde Police Department and the Uvalde CISD Police have been cooperating with investigators. The chief of the Uvalde CISD Police provided an initial interview but has not responded to a request for a follow-up interview with the Texas Rangers that was made two days ago. They're done. They're done, they're done, they're done. And it's not just the police in general. The police chief, who, he's on the payroll. He's on the He should not, he has a job. He has a, now, now let me put it another way. He has a duty. And he's neglecting that duty. CBS News, Uvalde Police Chief Peter Arendo, not responding to investigators. See, he's, also recently been elected to the city council. He's a politician now. And if he's a politician, if he's my politician, 
and he's pulling this as police chief, and he soiled the sheets as badly as he did. Uh, the recall petition starts immediately. Although a decent human being would resign. A decent human being would resign. New questions are emerging, CBS News reports, about Uvalde Schools Police Chief Peter Arendo a week after a gunman massacred 19 fourth graders and two teachers at Robb Elementary. In a statement to CBS News Tuesday, the Texas Department of Public Safety said, quote, the Uvalde Police Department and Uvalde School District Police have been cooperating with investigators. The chief of the Uvalde School District Police provided an initial interview but has not responded to requests for follow-up interview with the Texas Rangers. That was the same exact statement they're issuing to everybody. It was Orendo who ordered officers to remain outside the classroom where the gunman was holed up during the siege. Questions are being asked about why, or, or let me see if I can pronounce this better than that, Oridondo. I don't know that that's right either, but that's probably taking into account all the D's in his name. Sounds like a D-bag should have a lot of D's in his name. Orindondo was in a position to make that decision and why he chose what he did, CBS Dallas reports. Agents from U.S. Customs and Border Protection ultimately breached the classroom area and fatally shot the suspect more than an hour after the shooter had entered the building. Texas DPS Director Stephen McGraw, McCaw, Craw, said that during the time law enforcement was waiting to breach the classroom, children pleaded on the phone with 911 operators to send in the police. This is the guy who refused, refused to send them in. Orodondo was elected to the Uvalde City Council on May 7th and was sworn in Tuesday, quote, out of respect for the families who buried their children today and who are planning to bury their children in the next few days, no ceremony was held, Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin said in a statement. Following reports that Eridondo would be sworn in, McLaughlin said in a statement on Monday that, quote, there is nothing in the city charter, election code, or Texas constitution that prohibits him from taking the oath of office to our knowledge, we are not currently aware of any investigation of Mr. Oridondo. End quote. He, he knows what he did. He knows what he, how you could then go, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep this job. I'm going to go forward. It says it wasn't clear whether the law allows Oridondo to hold both posts and whether he would. Meanwhile, Uvalde has begun to bury its dead. But he's not cooperating. Not cooperating. Which, if you're proud of what you've done, if you know you did the right thing, do, do, do you not cooperate? Of course you cooperate. But this is what's happening. This is what's going on in... Down in Texas, will this get the kind of attention that it deserves? Because probably not. It'll get a little bit of attention. But if you want to find some, the shooter is obviously to blame. But if you want to understand how this could go on for so long, how this could take more than an hour to get in there, 
you have no choice but to look at the police chief, right? You have, well, at least no choice to look then look at the uh, the person who gave the order to stand down, to stand by. And that person is a politician. That person is a politician. Period. End of story. That's it. And so they don't care. If you start talking about the failures of the leadership out there, you take the focus off where Democrats want it, which is on the gun. Right? You take the focus off where the the Democrats want it, so you therefore are taking it off the gun. If you have somebody else to blame, if somebody else is to blame, it should be pretty easy. Well, you should follow the truth. That should be the objective. It's not the objective with the left. The objective for the left is we have to advance the gun control agenda. When in fact, it turns out it might be mental illness, obviously, mental illness first and foremost, and the evil actions of the person who suffered from mental illness. I don't, I don't exempt people based on mental illness. It's also every death that occurred after police arrived on scene and maybe five minutes, you give them five minutes to sort of figure out what's going on. After that, if you stand around for 45 minutes, that then becomes on you. I've seen all the press conferences and the story is ever changing. The story is ever changing. How is the story changing? At this point, how is the story not known? And well, you go, okay, it's because police aren't cooperating. The police chief isn't cooperating. The school isn't. Nobody's cooperating with it. Why? Maybe they're terrified of being called out. Maybe they're terrified of being sued or what have you. But it's more likely that they're terrified of being found responsible. More than likely, they're terrified of more of what they've done coming out. We've seen the story evolve so many times. Oh, how did the kid get in? Well, there was a a door propped open. That was a story for a week. Okay, door propped open by a teacher. Then we find out yesterday, well, the door wasn't really propped open. It was propped open, sure, but it was closed by that time. The teacher had the same teacher that propped it open had closed it. Okay. But it didn't lock. Why didn't it lock? Uh, if there's a problem with the lock, how long was the problem with the lock known? Whose responsibility is it to fix the lock? Do you just sit there and you go, oh, well, we got the, the bank. If you're a bank manager, oh, yeah, the vault, it, um, the lock isn't working too great on the vault. Oh, yeah, no, it's just. It, you can't close. You can't close it all the way, and it won't lock. So we've got you know a couple million dollars in there and cash and gold and jewelry and everything. But don't worry, we'll put in a work order and per union rules or whatever. But in six to eight months, there should be somebody dispatched out there to really take a look at this thing and assess the problem and maybe no, you don't do that. You don't do that. Now this may just be a horrible coincidence because of a door breaks. A door lock breaks. The odds of some monster walking through that door and executing children are pretty slim. 
But it did happen, apparently. Now, the story could change again. We don't know. But the story is unlikely to change anytime soon because it seems like everybody involved in this thing is refusing to cooperate with the investigators. We must be resolved to make sure this never happens again. Just don't ask me any questions about how this happened in the first place because I'm not going to talk to you about that. How in the hell does anything get done in this country? Maybe it's the litigious nature of everything. Maybe it's not. But the police, frankly, as an entity in both the school police and the city police, and definitely, absolutely, positively, the chief of police and the new city council member, they are public servants. Your job, your duty is to cooperate in these things. If that duty puts you in legal jeopardy, resign. Okay? Resign. As long as you're on the payroll, absolutely, under no circumstances, should you enjoy the right to refuse to cooperate. This guy sitting on the the city council now, he's the one who gave the order. It was the wrong order. Not only was he, they must say they mistakenly thought it'd become uh, from an active shooter situation to a barricaded gunman situation. That doesn't make any sense, ladies and gentlemen. The children in the room, is apparently a big room, but the children in the school and in the room were calling 911 begging police to come in. They kept hearing shots fired. They kept being shot at outside. Every shot that didn't come outside was at a kid inside the school. You think a barricaded gunman just randomly goes around and pops off every once in a while? Not at police, but what, at a wall? I understand they didn't know how many children were unaccounted for at that time. It doesn't matter. The protocols are you put down a shooter in a school as quickly as possible. Oh, but we didn't have the right equipment. Oh, we were waiting for the ballistic shield to show up. We were wait- The first man through the door would die. Of the- That's the job. It's supposed to be the job. No guarantee you're going to die. Maybe you try all sorts of things. Oh, the windows were too high to be able to really see in there to shoot them. Okay, no ladder exists anywhere. Nobody seemed to be thinking outside the box because we've created a society, a litigious society. And I think the people here, are gonna, it's, it's funny, ironic funny, when people are clearly acting to avoid litigation, they end up bringing it on, making it worse. By following these protocols that were wrong, they said, well, we, we can't risk it. They were probably a little bit paralyzed by fear for the, their own safety, but also we're going to get sued. If we shoot into this classroom and hit a kid, we're going to get sued. So we're not going to, maybe it's a hostage situation. We're not going to shoot in through this door. We're not going to blow up the door. We're not going to shoot in the windows because we don't know. Maybe he's got teachers against the wall up in there that are taller than all sorts of things that go through your mind. You can find 
a million reasons not to act. You just need to find the courage to act against all of those reasons if you want to save lives. None of these people did. Not a one of them. Until the Border Patrol people showed up, even they were held outside for a while. And then at least according to the stories as of now, since normally it takes 24 hours to get more accurate details. It's been a week and a half. We're still, details are changing constantly. So it's not only that... uh, People are withholding information. It's that some people are clearly lying. Some people are clearly lying. But it wasn't until Border Patrol agents showed up, they said, well, we're not going to wait around anymore. We're going in. That they finally put this guy down. Should have happened a long time before then. Oh, but some people might have gotten shot. Yeah, some people might have gotten shot. It is the job of police officers to protect and serve. The protect part means you have to go in. But now he's a city councilman, the chief of police. We'll see how long that lasts. A decent human being would resign. A decent human being would uh, would cooperate. A decent human being would get the hell out of there. But um, not, it doesn't seem like we have very many decent human beings involved in this. It's pretty disgusting, actually. By the way, it is, um, let me see if I can find it. It is uh, LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ Pride Month. The President of the United States has issued a long decree declaring it to be, uh, he wouldn't go to Waukesha. He didn't go to New York over the subway shooting. He went to Buffalo, but not New York City. He couldn't be bothered really even to say anything about Laguna Woods out in California. But the Biden administration is all over LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ Pride Month like a rash, like a rash. A proclamation was signed by the president of the United States. It's on the White House uh, press briefing says as a uh, site as a presidential action reads in part. During lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transgender, queer, and intersexed, parenthetical, LGBTQI plus Pride Month, we reflect on the progress we have made as a nation in the fight for justice, inclusion, and equality, while reaffirming our commitment to do more to support LGBTQI plus rights at home and abroad. I often say that America can be defined by one word, possibilities. This month, we celebrate generations of LGBTQI plus people who have fought to make the possibilities of our nation real for every American, blah, 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 blah. It's a very long statement. Oh, Joseph Robinette Biden. Is there a more privileged group on the, in the face of this country than the LGBTQI plus community. I don't honestly think there is. Oh, the straight white men have it so easy. Yeah, they got it. We got it super easy. The way that the entire liberal establishment is demonizes every single person. Straight men in general doesn't matter what your skin color is. You got it so easy. Oh, men in general. Oh, you're just uh, the whole thing is. Yeah. Okay. Now shut up and go to war. Okay. 
But you sit there and you, you just watch these people bend over backwards. And you say, well, this is, who cares? Do you really need a whole month? And I love it that uh, there is a story that the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ group, there's, you know, the act, the leadership, actually the membership, the people who are gay in this country, are not all that liberal. Certainly not nearly as liberal as the very loud gay groups out there. But across the country, they are, uh, the pride parades are now being uh, exclusionary. It's kind of funny the president talks about inclusion. Inclusion, we must be inclusion. We, oh, we fight for inclusion. They're, they're not allowing police to participate in their parades, police groups, because they are still firm believers in defund the police which is fine. It's their parade if that's what they want. But police then should be free to not provide them with security at their parades. <gasps> what? No, you can't do it. Why? Why? If you're not going to allow police to participate, then you should not have a problem with being uh, Excluded from police protection, right? Isn't that the way it works or isn't that the way it should work? Axios has the story. Headline, more pride events banning police from parades. Organizers of LGBTQ pride marches across the U.S. are telling local police departments they can't officially march in annual parades. Yearly pride events typically are times for police to march and network with LGBTQ community members. But police shootings of black Americans and the historic fact that Stonewall was a riot against over-policing have organizers reconsidering their participation. God... Shooting a black American, shoot Hispanic Americans all you want. The gays don't care. <laughs> but black Americans, no. The group more likely to, you're more like, a police officer is actually more likely to be killed by a, a black person than a black person is to be killed by a police officer. If you want to get technical, same with white people killing police officers more than a white person being killed by a police officer, so on and so But it doesn't matter. Just statistically, that you can have all kinds of funds with statistics, but the reality always gets in the way of liberal fun, doesn't it? Axios, pride events that maintain high-profile police presence are creating tension between LGBTQ members who support the Black Lives Matter movement and some pride boards made of predominantly white volunteers who want police participating in events. When I tell you that the left loves to divide and subdivide and subdivide, and sooner or later that's going to cause a, the house of cards to fall asleep, this is what or fall down. This is what I'm talking about. We're all gay, yes, but you're a different color gay, so it's different. Okay, you don't understand. We think Black Lives Matter. Okay, great. This isn't about that. Everything is about that uh, to this group. No, no, no. The San Francisco Police Officers Pride Alliance recently announced that they would not march in this year's parade because pride organizers have banned them from wearing their uniforms. Hmm. Suzanne Ford, executive director of San Francisco Pride, said that the presence of the police in the parade is difficult for LGBTQ members, given their history with the police department. Police could march in T-shirts, she said. Quote, let us be clear, the officer said in a statement, 
This committee would not order the leather community to wear polyester at the parade. End quote. <laughs> Why are police marching? If they're gay cops, they want to march in there. That's fine. But I don't. I don't celebrate Pride Month. I don't care if you are, if who you screw, forgive me, is so integral to who you are, you are wildly uninteresting to me. You're wildly uninteresting to me. If that's what you are, if that's where you, if that defines who you are as a person, you're not making a moral judgment, and you're not interesting to me. If you're an interesting person, if you're smart, if you're funny, if you're fun to be around, I don't care what you do. But I'm not going to say, oh, well, I'm so proud of the way that you have sex with people who are the same gender as you, and therefore you must be celebrated. Or you're, you're some sort of weird, Leah Thomas, let's do this. But the left is, it's nice to see progressivism progress inside the progressive community metastasize inside it i told you this year's pride parade in new york has four trans and i think two lesbians as their grand marshals a gay man just a normal old gay man at the gay pride parade it doesn't matter what color a normal gay man isn't woke enough isn't well no we are too passe you might as well be straight if you're just a gay man am i right am i you watch these people collapse upon themselves all stars eventually collapse upon themselves and the gay rights movement has sort of like the union movement outlived its usefulness at least as it was originally configured and they refuse to change they refuse to recognize that there's too much money in victimhood for them to recognize that they can pretty much destroy anybody they want they're not the victims anymore in most cases they're the perps and the power they've amassed through the media has gone to their heads and they've become what they used to what they were formed essentially to stop they refuse to change and so eventually they will destroy themselves. The rot is coming from inside the house. That smell is coming from down in the basement. And it's the rotting corpse of what you used to be that you still pretend you are. So, I mean, good. I, I keep the police out of it. I hope the police refuse to provide security. Make them hire. They got a lot of money. Make them hire private security to police this. See how that works out for you. They won't do that. Oh, I hate you. It's homophobia. Oh, shut up. By the way, the uh, Biden administration being the coward exploiters that they are, and it's being Pride Month, they have ordered embassies in various places around the globe to display the pride flag, because why not? Not the Middle East. No, because they are uh, a nickname for a cat. But, of course, over in the Vatican they did. The embassy for the United States at the Holy See 
tweeted out this morning. Today is the start of Pride Month. The United States respects and promotes the equality and human dignity of all people, including the LGBTQIA plus community. Hashtag Pride Month. Hashtag All Inclusive. Hashtag Pride 2022. Oh, yay. And there's a picture of the embassy with a big pride flag facing the Vatican. You'll show them. Might as well just put a picture of a middle finger out there. The United States Embassy in Saudi Arabia over there in Riyadh could not be reached for comment. (laughs) There are no such images of that. The uh, embassy in Turkey, not so much. The embassy anywhere in the Middle East, not so much. It's weird how that works out, isn't it? People are so brave when no courage is required. When some is, they run away. I see tweets like that. Oh, we we support LGBTQ pride worldwide. Just not, you know, in the places where it would be offensive. Not in the countries where it matters. Oh, yeah, you could say, hey, the Catholic Church is not uh, welcoming of gay... They are, actually. But uh, they say that, you know, being gay is one thing, acting on it is another thing. Love the sin, or hate the sin, love the sinner. And you can take all issue with that, whatever, take it up with the Pope. I don't make the rules, I'm just telling you what they are. But there are a lot of countries on this planet where you still, if you're gay and they find out, they'll kill you. Afghanistan being one of them, where Joe Biden abandoned all the gay people there. And after having sort of let them feel a sense of safety and security, now like, oh, you're on your own, good luck with that. No concern, nothing. Instead, they're sticking it to the Vatican. Yeah, we'll show you. And the gays are going, we'll show you, cops. We don't want you around here. Because back in the 60s or 70s or whatever the hell it was, and who cares, quite frankly. But uh, you uh, police in New York City were arresting gay people. Yeah, well, it was against the law to be gay. It was stupid. But so what? It's just how it was. It's not that way. Everybody, 90% of the people going, oh my God, police, they were so mean to gay people, were not alive at the time. They weren't alive at the time. They didn't experience it. Nobody, same thing, left always does this. You're, they love to pass on ancestral wrongs. It's just wrong. Look, uh, slavery existed. Okay, yeah, no, it's, that was stupid and terrible. It existed actually around the whole world. But that's beside the... No, 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 no. It only existed in the United States of America and it was only perpetrated and perpetuated by white people. Period. End of story. That's the liberal history of the world. Nothing could be further from the truth. Slavery was invented in the northern African region. It spread throughout, as far as we know. It's been around for all of human existence. But human existence started there, so you got to assume so did slavery. You got the Egyptians really seemed to dig on slavery. All the African tribes dug on slavery. Um, Whitey created a feudal system. And then they, uh, once commerce came, they sort of embraced slavery, but not really so much on the mainland of Europe. Some, but not as much. It was mostly in the New World. But they didn't go on raiding parties into the continent of Africa to go and procure slaves the tribes of Africa were more than willing to say, here, we got a whole bunch of slaves. You want to buy them? That's great. We can go get more. We'll go get more. Yeah. No one is without guilt 
No one's history, no matter how you separate human beings, has a rosy history where this this one group of people always had it right. My God, they're the only ones on the right side of history, of course, because it's a stupid concept. But the left believes in collective retroactive guilt. I, as a straight white man, am responsible for everything horrible straight white men have ever done. Not only the good, it's funny, they'll type out their hatred for straight white men and everything straight white men represent on an iPhone, on a laptop, they'll do that. But nope, they uh, go to a Michelin-starred restaurant and order a beautiful steak cut in a specific... No, 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 This this is different. This is different. This is universal. Really? I don't, I don't think it's universal. If you want to play this game, we can play this game. We can make it really, really fun and interesting if you want to. But they don't want to. If you are black, they want you to believe that you suffer because of slavery. Whatever suffering you got. You, no matter how successful you are, you've been held back. You've been oppressed because of slavery. If you're a woman... You, uh, no matter how successful you are, no matter how happy you are, you're not really all that happy, not all that successful. You're really just oppressed as a woman by those evil, evil men who, you know, created the... I love it. You can enjoy all the trappings of the modern world while telling everybody how horrible everybody who had anything to do with creating it was. Okay, fine. Don't use the telephone. The concept was created by a white man. Let's get rid of that, okay? Can you can you do that? The internet, a lot of white people involved in creating that. You got to go. It's got gots to go, man. You don't have a choice. All these leftists suddenly, you know, I think that uh, houses, certainly as their air conditioning, air conditioning on a day like today, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure we could figure out what the uh, configuration of a human being was that created air conditioning. We're going to have to divvy up all of society, according to the left, if that's the way we're going to do it. No. No, that's not what they want. That's not what they mean. That's not what they'll accept. They just want to set the terms. And it's not just... Well, it's not the left, it's corporations. A lot of corporations are beholden to the left, run by the left. But every time this year, if you're on social media, you will see how hypocritical these people are, how these corporations are. Mercedes, there's uh, somebody, I've retweeted this, so it's in my my Twitter feed from yesterday, I think. If you scroll down, find it. Somebody tweeted out, somebody called Eric, the other, the underscore other E.T., Says it's uh, nearly time for our annual dose of performative corporate hypocrisy. And there's screen captures. You see this every year. People find there's always a new company joining the ranks where you've got Mercedes-Benz Twitter account. There it is. They've changed their logo to be a rainbow logo. It's their logo still, but it's now it's not the shiny silver logo you're used to. It's rainbow because they're woke and it's Pride Month. But then there's Mercedes-Benz Middle East. They weirdly didn't change their logo to the rainbow logo. Why would that be? Curious. Wonder if anybody had ever asked them. BMW, BMW, Pride Month, their logo. Rainbow, rainbow. Yeah, the famous B 
BMW logo. I'm not going to say that graced the Nazi mobile. Uh, No. But the famous BMW logo is now rimmed in in rainbow because they're just full of pride. BMW Middle East, no change in their logo in the month of June. It's just so bizarre. Why would that be? Cisco, the computer people, there's their logo. Everybody knows their logo. It's like a little bridge to to, uh, suspension bridge stanchions or whatever they're called. All rainbow. Cisco Middle East, they didn't change their logo. It's weird. Lenovo, rainbow. Lenovo Middle East, no change. I I don't know what the hell Bethesda is, just the city Bethesda and Bethesda Middle East, no change. You'll see this all over the place. Coca-Cola will do it. Then they all have their own Middle Eastern thing, and they go, well, we're not going to change that one. Why? If you have so much pride, why hide it? What are you hiding? Why are you ashamed? It's the hypocrisy that I hate. I don't care that corporations want to pander. Corporations pander all the damn time. It's what they do. It's the moral superiority that they try to project while being morally repugnant, while being just total hypocrites and opportunists. They will issue statements, just like this White House, lecturing the American public about how awful this country is for the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community. The White House will issue a 1,500-word proclamation about how wonderful this world is now and how it needs to be better because this country is a long way to go. Long way to go. The real, they say, they, this is how the, the stupid thing is. This is contained in the stupid proclamation from the president. This month we honor the resilience of the LGBTQI plus people who are fighting to live authentically and freely. Who's fighting against them? Where are people not being allowed to live authentically and freely? We affirm our belief that LGBTQI plus rights are human rights. Wow, that's a, you mean human beings have human rights? What are, what are the different rights that the LGBT uh, community needs? What, what is it? I don't know. Not in this country. There's nothing. And we recommit to delivering protections, safety, and equality to LGBTQI plus families so that everyone can realize the full promise of America. Where are the pockets in this country where LGBTQI plus people are, you know, second class citizens? Where they're beaten, where they're going, "You, you can't have this job here. You're gay. Get out of here. Where is that place? Where is it? If it existed, it would be all over the news. It would be every... Oh, my God. Hollywood would simultaneously refuse to ever film anything in that state, whatever state contains that city, ever again until things change dramatically while simultaneously launching a million movie of the week projects about how awful and oppressive that place is and how somebody, some plucky little outsider overcomes it all. Where is it that these people are oppressed? I'd like to know. I would like, I'd like to know so I could stop it. I'd like to know so I could say, hey, this is wrong. Stop it. But they don't. They don't, not at all. Because they're not. Yet they pretend to be because victimhood is an aspired to position. 
thanks to the left. It's a sickness. It's a mental disorder. Oh, if only we were so oppressed. We need to find ways to complain about how oppressed we are. The LGBTQI plus community, as it said with the story with the police, because of Black Lives Matter, they've got it so good that they have to go out and co-opt something else to be a... Well, police aren't beating up gay people. We can't really hate the police because of that. But uh, what if we adopt Black Lives Matter and then we can go and say it? Okay, yeah, all right. Because liberals simply hate police. <laughs> That's all. This, it's, it'd be fine if they just said they hate police. I don't really care. Has nothing to do with black... Because statistically, the idea that police are being hunted down or hunting down black people is is laughable and stupid. It's just genuinely stupid. You really you have to be a special kind of stupid to believe it. So they just, they're not bound by reality. You end up in a situation where, I mean, this is ridiculous, of course, but um, not surprising. North Carolina, Wake County Public Schools. This is happening all, this is North Carolina. This is deep red North Carolina, Republican country, they say. No, 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 no. A preschool teacher in the uh, Wake County public school systems used progressive pride flag flashcards and a poster depicting a pregnant man to teach students about colors. You're not teach unless you're really just horrible at your job. You're not teaching high school students colors, right? <laughs> hey, what is that? Well, that's red, Billy. Uh, can you give me a ride to pick up my car at the at the the shop after work, Billy. No, by the way, this color right here, this is blue. Blue. That's interesting. Is this new color? No, you're not teaching that. Then once it was exposed, and you can tell the left, the left is so wildly ashamed of what they're doing. That's the word for it. Ashamed or embarrassed. You think. Oh, my God, you can't uh, shame these people. You can't embarrass these people. I, I suppose technically, yes. On a lot of things, you can't. Where normal human decency would prevent people from doing the things that leftists do, the left doesn't really give a damn and they go forward. But when it comes to the grooming and indoctrination of kids, you shine a little light on it. And like rats, when you flip on the switch and cockroaches, they scurry as quickly as possible and say, no, 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 we're not doing that. No, 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 no. And then they go right back to denying that anything is happening. The uh, ABC News 11 down there in Wake County, North Carolina. A Wake County preschool teacher. Preschool. What? Preschool. Preschool teacher has resigned after inappropriate LGBTQ plus themed flashcards were reportedly found in a pre-K classroom. It happened at Ballantine Elementary School in Fuquay, Varina. I don't know what that means, but it's hyphenated. So it's the name of a city. Some Frenchman along the way maybe made it, or Spanish, I don't know. According to House Speaker Tim Moore's office, Representative Aaron Pear, Republican of Wake, said she received an email from a concerned constituent alerting her to the allegations about the cards being shown in class. Pear said the flashcards include a card for the depiction of what appears to be a pregnant man. The cards were reportedly used to teach colors to children in preschool class. The Wake County School District put out a statement saying in part, quote, the district is concerned to learn of the inappropriate instructional resources found in a preschool classroom. 
The statement goes on to say that the cards were not tied to the district's curriculum and materials were removed. Leftists are leftists everywhere. Maybe the school wasn't in on it, probably not, but that's the point. These teachers and the libs of TikTok accounts that post these videos, they're proudly saying, oh, this, what I'm doing is against the school district, but I'm doing it anyway. Nobody's going to stop me. They're not in my classroom. And, oh, when they come into my classroom, I, I take the pride flag down when I know they're coming to see my classroom. And I take down all the propaganda. But then when nobody else is around, oh, we play the pronoun game. And we do this and we do that and we do the other thing. And these people confess it to the world. And then they get fired because they're just basically saying, oh, I don't do my job when nobody's looking. I do activism. I don't teach kids colors or how to read or write. I teach them various pronouns. And then they get fired. And they're shocked and they're appalled. They're going, oh, my God, I was so wrong. And the left rallies to their support. Can you believe? Why would you? It's homophobic. It's transphobic. It's whatever. Triscadecophobic. What you're doing to these people is wrong. While simultaneously saying, we're not grooming children. We're not doing that. Nobody would do this, that, and the other thing. How is it grooming children? You're grooming children to believe that a pregnant man is a real thing, that a pregnant man is normal, that a pregnant man, it's not normal. It, it can't physically happen, but that's beside the point. If it could physically happen, it still wouldn't be normal. Normal is a word, normal and abnormal. You're, I'm surprised they're not being banned yet. It's only a matter of time before those two words are, are banned. I promise you that. Because normal and abnormal have very specific definitions. They're not hurtful, they're hate, not hate-filled. They were not created to be hurtful or hate-filled, but they have been evolved. They didn't evolve. They have been evolved by leftists to mean hurtful and hateful things. Because everybody needs to be accepted for who they are. I don't care. I don't care what you do. It doesn't make what you do normal. You're abnormal. Embrace it. Get over it. Whatever. Comfortable in your own skin. Leave everybody else the hell alone. Or you're not going to like the consequences. You just won't. Since we're talking about all this LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ garbage... Now would be a good time as any to talk about Leah Thomas. You gotta love Leah Thomas. Will Thomas suddenly became the world's greatest swimmer. Overnight! And it had nothing to do with the fact that Leah was Will 20 minutes earlier. It has to do with, uh, well, <laughs> it's sort of pathetic and sad, but uh, I'll let Leah explain it, you see. And he, if you sat there and you thought... You know, this Leah Thomas story has been a story for about a year. And I've never heard Leah Thomas talk. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And you sit there and you go, why would that be? Now, you'd say maybe maybe the university advised, like, don't, uh, don't engage. Maybe friends, family, crisis management, PR teams. Don't engage. Don't, en don't give the haters what they want or whatever. It's possible. It's entirely possible. Or, well, now Leah Thomas is talking. And I suspect the ban on, or the, uh, not boycott, but the decision to not give interviews to anybody, it's not based on... 
Not based on, look, you'll gain nothing from it or what ha- I think it is based on the fact that Leah Thomas is just dumb. Now, I don't know, Leah Thomas, 21, 22 years old. Most of us were dumb, 21, 22 years old. So I can't really hold that against Leah Thomas, but honestly, if you listen to this clip, because Leah Thomas sat down for an interview in a very safe space with somebody from ABC News and ESPN, they're, they're the same company, in conjunction with one another, they... ABC News aired it on uh, Good Morning America and ESPN sent off their reporter to conduct it because there are very few organizations on the face of the earth that are as woke as ESPN and ABC News, but ESPN in particular. It's weird how the evolution of sports media has gone from... Look, I'm, I'm friends with Peter Schmuck. He used to be a columnist for the Baltimore Sun, baseball columnist forever. Uh, you know, known around and respected in the industry. He's a really good guy. And he loves baseball. Loves baseball. The people who cover sports now seems to hate, seem to hate sports. Or they're at least not interested in sports at all. They're interested in, hey, what can, well, will you support? What do you think about Colin Kaepernick? Should the Raiders sign Colin Kaepernick? Look, I, uh, I'm i the bat boy, okay? I don't know what the hell you, no, 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 don't. That's a cop-out. And then the story is, bat boy refuses to take a stand against racism. Like, what the, the bat boy was trying to get a baseball card autographed and suddenly he's Hitler. How the hell does that happen? Gabe Kapler, the manager of the, and it's infecting the uh, the leagues too, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, because of Uvalde, he is no longer going to come out for the national anthem. He just he's not feeling it, yo. He's not feeling it. Sit there and you go, what the, what the? Okay, fine. The guy should have been fired. Should be fired. He should be fired. I don't know if the Giants are any good or not, but it doesn't matter. If the manager is making themselves the story, they should be fired. Period. End of story. Uh, but that was the big story in sports. It's not the big story in sports. There's playoffs going on, both in basketball and in the NHL. It was a hell of a game last night between the Colorado Avalanche, who I hate because growing up in Detroit, you just hate the Avalanche. Claude Lemieux go to hell. And the Edmonton Oilers. The score was like 8-6 or something. It was insane. It was, if you like high-scoring games, that was it. Um, but no, it's about, well, do they? Uh, how are they going to celebrate pride? The NFL is has pride gear. The NFL isn't even play. The NFL could dodge this bullet, but no, they go right along into it because everything in the sports media, if the NFL, not the NFL, Roger Goodell wouldn't want to embrace Pride Month. But if they didn't embrace Pride Month, there'd be hell to pay. There'd be hell to pay. The sports media would be relentless. Can you believe there? There must be full of a bunch of homophobes, I tell you. Well, they, they don't even hold, like, like activities in, in June. What the hell would they have to weigh in on something that happens? In, no, no, shut up, shut up. Major League Baseball has special pride uniforms and everything. Like, it's a marketing gimmick I 
guess, and it's a chance to sell stupid people with a lot of disposable income a jersey. I don't like the Yankees, but now that I know that I can get the NY in Rainbow, I'm buying it. Okay, I suppose there's a market, but whatever. It's just so much of sports media seems to be done by people who don't really like sports all that much. They love politics. They don't like sports. So it's a natural fit that ESPN would get the first and probably only sit-down interview with Leah Thomas. It's as friendly as can be. You can't tell me. I don't think that ESPN would necessarily, although it wouldn't surprise me if it came out, would necessarily tell Leah Thomas's people, here's what we're going to ask. But you'd have to, it, it, the person coming from ESPN, the woman reporter, she's not, she's not bright. She's a lefty. You would have to be a special kind of stupid not to be able to anticipate the softball questions that you would get. And I want you to listen to Leah Thomas talk about why he, she, it thinks that he, she, it doesn't have an advantage over women. That they suddenly going from being like number 400 and something, just sucking as a male swimmer and then being dominant as a female swimmer has nothing to do with the fact that he's a man. But it has to do with something else very specific. And who knows? This could be the key to winning championships. It could be the key to winning Olympic gold medals. It could be the keys to everything, endorsement deals. It's very simple. You look at it and you think, well, they must have worked really hard. No, no, it's not that. It's something very specific. Listen to Leah Thomas explain. Like I say, remember, he's dumb. Thomas started her senior year on the women's team, but her success in the water was met with outrage leading up to the NCAA championships. Her critics say she jumped in the rankings between the men's and the women's team. And there are some who look at the data and suggest that you're enjoying a competitive advantage. What do you say to that? There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how, how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that be lifted is incredibly relieving and allows me to put my all into training, into racing. Trans people don't transition for athletics. I believe the last part. People don't transition for athletics. I, I, the movie Joanna Man is based on that, but that is, uh, it's probably a hate crime now, but it was a Marlon, it was a, it was a Wayne's brother, I think, thing, a dude pretended to be a woman to play in the WNBA. It was a comedy, supposedly. I never saw it, but I think, I think right now Michael Jordan could just go, you know what, I'm Michaela Jordan, and I want to join the WNBA, and he would dominate. He would dominate. Why? Because... He's a man. <laughs> He's faster and stronger than the average woman. That's just by yeah. Oh, there are some women out there. Who could, yeah, there certainly are. But on average, we're talking about averages. But Leah Thomas go. Oh no, no, it doesn't have anything to do with. I love the voice. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I'm now singing bass in the Oak Ridge Boys. It has to do with the fact that I'm happy. Never been happier, man. Never been happy. That that's the secret. 
That's the that's the difference maker right there. So, I was, so the team that loses the World Series is a bunch of miserable SOBs. If maybe they'd uh, gone out and I don't know met a nice lady or brought their wives with them, they would have been better. Or you know what? Just have a whole bunch of sick. I don't think athletes lack sycophants around them telling them how awesome they are and trying to make them happy. Actually, in Hollywood, too, you watch that uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I don't think there's a lack of people around them saying, oh, God, you guys are the best. You're both the best. You're just absolutely the best people ever. They're horrible people. Both of them are horrible people. They deserve each other. I don't know who I believe more. I, I also know I don't care. You know, it's like they they deserve each other. I, I she seems a little worse than him, but then again, he's not anything to write home about either. I suspect they're both abusive in all sorts of ways that uh, even they are embarrassed to admit. But that's beside the point. They should be wildly happy because there's just people around. Them. They're able to live their authentic selves. Just that their authentic selves are doing a lot of cocaine. And uh, yelling and screaming at each other and taking dumps in their bed and what have you. Sick people. Sick, sick people. But Leah Thomas, no, I'm happy. I'm able to be happy now. And that's the difference maker. Really? Doesn't have anything to do with your six foot five wingspan? The testosterone that helped build your muscles and bone? Uh, no, 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 no. I am on estrogen or whatever the hell. It is. Okay, yeah. That's great. Your body isn't producing as much testosterone as it otherwise would naturally did you not have gender dysphoria and decided to mess with the chemistry of your body. But for the first 20 years of your existence, your body was built with that stuff. So the bone density and muscle mass are all based off of those things. They didn't stop. They didn't atrophy the second you pretended you were a woman or insisted you're a woman or whatever. Not to mention the fact that you can jump like a full body length diving further into the pool before you even have to start swimming than any of the women you're competing against. I'd say that maybe you have a distinct advantage, but no, no. It's just because I'm happy. Or I'm sorry. It's just because I'm happy. I'm happy living as a woman. I'm having a blast. I'm sorry. There's no way that... It, if Leah Thomas believes this, Leah Thomas is incredibly stupid. If Leah Thomas doesn't believe this, Leah Thomas is a fraud and a liar. Those are the two options. Now, for the, um, for the record and for the uh, cause, they want you to think Leah Thomas is stupid. And it may well be. It certainly, it dude sounds stupid. Sounds dumb. You can say, you know, the biggest difference is I'm just so happy. I'm just so very happy. Really? So you had your best times when you were miserable until you became happy. I don't think your times have improved all that much. But you're able to beat girls. So congratulations. That makes you happy? I suppose the things you have to tell yourself in order to be able to live with yourself and that's just one of those no 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 i'm not i'm not beating them because i'm a man i'm beating them because i'm happy and therefore i'm able to train better and also people believe that they're they believe their own hype they believe their own story 
Leah Thomas said, when I was Will, I was a much better swimmer than I was able to be. I should have been winning instead of sucking and barely making the team. But the only reason I sucked and barely made the team was because I was so unhappy. Not that I sucked. It was that I was unhappy. I guess. I mean, if you've got to tell yourself a lie, that's a lie. And that's as good as any other lie you could come up with, but it's still a lie. I do want to say I don't have any animosity. To, like I, I have no doubt that uh, Leah Thomas is being diluted. Delusions being sort of rammed into his head. And I'm not talking about whether or not he's trans or anything like that. But I'm saying that... Uh, the left-wing agenda. You know, you you don't have an advantage. You don't. There's a study this week. Of course, they found that men have an advantage, even if they, no matter how hard they believe that they are women, they still have a physical advantage over women because they're men. The fa- the world record for a hundred-meter dash for women. I think it's Florence Griffith Joyner, somebody, one of the three named women, really fast women from the 80s and 90s. That record has stood for a very long time. It would not qualify for the finals. That that world record time that is, you know, it didn't just get set yesterday. The world record time would not qualify to make it to the men's Olympic finals. You wouldn't have made it. You'd have been like a almost a full second too slow. Is that sexist to point out? See, the result you can twin the, twist the results any way you want, but the left likes to spin the results as sexist. No, they're just results. They're just facts are just facts. They're, facts are not dependent upon your like or belief in them. It just they just are. They just are. Reality is not dependent upon how comfortable you are with it. So you can say it, and if you want to make an argument that you don't care, Leah Thomas should be able to swim with girls because he believes he's a man. you got to use the proper pronoun. She believes she's a man. You make that case. You can probably make a fairly decent case if you want. You probably get a lot of support, especially in the sports media. For that case, and I'm fine with it. I don't personally have a dog in the hunt of what happens to Leah Thomas. I think it's garbage. Nothing stopping Leah Thomas when he went from being Will Thomas to being Leah Thomas from still swimming against men. He could live his authentic self. There's nothing in the NCAA rules that said, no, women cannot compete against men. It's that women wouldn't make the team. They wouldn't make the cut. Doesn't need to be a rule again. That's like saying there's a we're passing a law against the sun rising in the south. Well, the sun doesn't rise in the south. Well, that's fine then. We'll just pass this law just in case. No, it's never going to happen. There's no reason to have a rule banning women from competing against men. They're free to. They just can't, by and large. Will somebody come along? Sure. Occasionally, there always will be. Leah Thomas does not win every race. The longer the race, the better Leah Thomas does, though, because of the stamina needed for the longer races. By the way, the bigger the margin of victory. That's beside the point. But if you want to pretend otherwise... 
you don't get that right. You can pretend in your head it's when it starts impacting other people that it's a problem. Leah Thomas could swim against the boys and still be a girl. He doesn't, or she doesn't. Not that Leah Thomas transitioned because he wanted to win, but you can't pretend that it certainly didn't help his ability to win. Just something to think about. Just just a thought. I want to shift gears talking about the uh, the trans issue to talking about our idiots who are running this country. It really is an amazing feat. If you remember the evolution over the past year of the story of inflation, it was it's trans. First of all, they were denying that it was happening. There's no inflation. What are you talking about? Inflation, inflation, pish posh, pish posh, no inflation to don't worry about inflation. Inflation exists. It's transitory. Just remember, all the advisors to the president were saying it's transitory. It's just short. It's temporary. It's just going to be a flash in the pan. It's just as we're restarting the economy. Of course, things are going to go up a little bit. It didn't make any sense at the time. Uh, but that was the story. They were sticking to it because politicians are pathetic and about short-term gains in their next poll numbers rather than, I don't know, doing the right thing or doing anything. If they'd scrambled to try and fix the problem to address inflation at the time, they might have, they would have been able to head it off at the pass. But then again, they wouldn't have been able to achieve what they wanted to achieve, which is setting the printing presses to create trillions of new dollars and uh, give that money to their friends and donors. So it was a choice. The choice was made. Then they tried to say, well, no, it's big meat. That was, to, remember when they blamed big meat for inflation? Then it was the greedy oil companies. Then it was Putin's price hike. It's all, put, nobody's buying any of this crap, by the way. Polling data shows pretty unequivocally that uh, the American public are blaming Joe Biden. The American public get it. It's, it's Joe Biden's fault. It's his policies. Daily Caller has the story. I don't know what's wrong with these people, how they thought anybody would go any differently with Daily Caller. Most Americans believe President Joe Biden's policies are the leading contributor to inflation in the U.S., a recent poll found. The poll conducted by the Trafalgar Group and the Convention of States Action from May 25th through the 29th asked respondents to choose whether they believed Biden's policies and spending or the war between Russia and Ukraine contributed more to inflation. The survey found that 59.9% of respondents blamed Biden's policies and spending for inflation, inflation compared to 31.6% who blamed Russia and Ukraine. 8.5% were out to lunch. <laughs> people are so, some people are just, I don't know. Inflation? What's inflation? Where do you live? Uh, I live up my own rear end. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Well, in the never-ending evolution of the blame game, the president who says, I will take the bl- I'll take the blame for anything. I'm the president, has been running around saying, no, 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 no. You can't say you'll take responsibility for what happens on your watch and coin the phrase Putin's price hikes. You can't do both. It's impossible. But there is Joe pretending to do that. Janet Yellen, who is one of the top economic advisors to the president of the United States, who is she's former chair of the Federal Reserve. She is the current secretary of the Treasury. She's supposed to be 
we're told if you believe the hype, and my God, leftists are really good at spinning up the hype about people, especially, oh, Janet Yellen, she's, she's, she sounds like a man, too. Um, oh, she's so economically brilliant. She's wonderful. Just wonderful. Just wonderful. She's been wrong on everything. She's been wrong on every. She actually ate a big plate of crow yesterday. She sat down for an interview, I believe it was with Wolfie Blitzer, and admitted she was wrong about inflation being transitory. I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. Yeah, I didn't know. I just didn't understand. You didn't understand. There were impacts and, and things you didn't fully. You're the, you're the secretary of the Treasury. You're the former chair of the Fed. You are the brightest economic mind in a woman's body ever, according to leftists. And you, you got it that wrong? I have no economic training whatsoever. Millions of Americans have no economic training whatsoever. But we recognize that once you turn on the printing presses and just start going crazy with spending, that's going to devalue currency, going to cause inflation. And you didn't? That is a massive ball drop to the point that if we had, because the president is out there. Allegedly. Now, I, I don't believe this for a second. Okay, I believe that, it, that Janet Yellen has to say this because they have to answer the question about, you said last year that this was just temporary, and now it's clearly not temporary. They have to eat that big steaming pile of waste. Somebody has to. It ain't going to be the president. The president will have to deal with the consequences of that steaming pile of, of last night's dinner. But the president never has to eat it. He has a whole bunch of people on staff who are supposed to eat it for him. So he can't come out and go, wow, I was wrong. Because there's no way he was wrong. These people are not stupid. Janet Yellen is not. She's a partisan hack. She's not stupid. She recognizes she's got to take one for the team. So the only other real, the real answer is we just didn't care. We wanted these agenda items. We might have underestimated how bad it would be, but we wanted to spend all this money. We wanted to print all this money. We had plans. We want to fundamentally transform the United States of America. We didn't think it would be this bad, but we knew it wasn't going to be easy. You can't say that. You can't say, look, the president knew all about this. The president knew that we were going to print this money and it was going to cause problems. But he said, damn the torpedoes full steam ahead. No, somebody's got to eat that giant paella bowl of crow. So Janet Yellen goes, oh, geez, oh, shucks. I just I just miscalculated or didn't comprehend all this. Then you should resign. You have... If what she's saying is true, it's not. But if what she's saying is true, she has failed the president of the United States and she should resign. But she's just taking the bullet for the president of the United States. And that makes her valuable to Joe Biden. If you're willing to go out there, this economist, 
the most brilliant economic mind ever to be set in a body with an XY chromosome, and you're willing to just take a pie to the face like this, you are invaluable to the president of the United States, especially somebody who doesn't really give a damn about economic consequences and wants his agenda uberalis. You're invaluable. If you're willing to eat that giant plate of excrement, boy, howdy, there are going to be a lot of giant plates of excrement coming from this administration. You get to keep your job. See, if Janet Yellen really did screw up, under normal circumstances, she would be fired. She would resign. But she would be fired. That's how it works. If you screw up that badly, if you're that off, you lose your job, as you should. That she hasn't, that there's not even any talk or any buzz about, oh boy, howdy, we might have to. Nope. And you can tell the economy is the number one issue. She's basically the chief steward of the economy on behalf of the president of the United States right now. To get rid of her, especially right now before the midterm elections, would be smart politically. But they're not doing it because they know that she didn't really do this and she's willing to take one for the team. If you remember back in 2006, I remember this plain as day because there were a lot of people I was working with at the time who were angry at George W. Bush. Because what happened? A day or two after the election, George W. Bush fired Donald Rumsfeld. The 2006 election was not exclusively, but a large part of it, was about the Iraq war and the bad direction the Iraq war was heading. Politicians and politics had begun to really screw up the military's actions, and so the people were mad about what was going on in the, in the Iraq war. That was what made Cindy Sheehan so valuable to the media before they forgot her when Barack Obama won. So the day or two, I think it was the day after the election, they fired Donald Rumsfeld. Well, there are a lot of people who believe that the Republicans would have at least maybe not held the House. There was a lot of House seats flipped there. And it was just one of those times. But the Senate barely flipped, I think, by one vote. And they could have, Republicans could have, there's a belief, that Republicans could have held the Senate had Bush fired Rumsfeld a week or two before the election rather than waiting till the day after. Bush claims, well, I didn't want it to seem political. I didn't want it, whatever, who cares? It was stupid. It was stupid. A lot of the dissatisfied vote for or against Republicans was because of the war. If you could have got the Secretary of Defense out before then, you would have maybe gotten some goodwill from some of those people. It could have made a difference. For my boss in Montana, who lost by 2,500 votes, it could have been the difference maker. Who knows? So the idea of firing people who are incompetent you should fire people who are incompetent. The idea of doing it for political purposes is that's what they do. Everything in Washington is political purposes. The fact that Joe Biden isn't firing or isn't even considering firing Janet Yellen lets you know that it wasn't, in fact, incompetence on her part. And he's actually kind of happy with how he wants the economy to do better, but he's happy with the results of the policies that he's gotten or else you would fire the architect of implementing them, wouldn't you? 
I'd like to think you would. Maybe not. I mean, maybe Joe Biden is just too stupid. It's possible, but unlikely. The more likely scenario is this is all kind of part of the plan. Let me, let me, now that I've thought about it for a second, let me think about it this, put it this way. If, if you believe Janet Yellen screwed up, if you believe Janet Yellen gave bad advice, how could you ever trust her advice again if you're Joe Biden, if you're Joe Biden's handlers or whatever? If you're not pleased with the results or you're not aware that these were going to be the results, but you just said, I don't really care. I want these policies. I want this money printed and spent. How do you ever trust Janet Yellen again? If you're that wrong, it's not like she missed it by a little, like, oh, well, you know, she said inflation would only last about three months and it lasted five and it's no big deal. No, there's no sign of it stopping. There's no sign of it abating. There's no sign of it going away. So you can't just, in it, the way they calculate the 8.3% inflation rate or 8.1%, whatever it is currently, is calculated in such a way to make them look as good as humanly possible. It goes to my, if you control the unit of measure, you control everything. Used cars are up 40%. Most of the inflation is from used cars. Yeah, well, groceries are up about 25%. Groceries are, gas is up about 100%. Okay, those are pretty important things, right? The price of used cars doesn't really impact all that many people unless you're actively looking for a used car. You don't go, you don't get to say, I'm not actively in the market for food. I'm not actively in the market for transportation. So the price of gasoline doesn't impact me. No, that if you, first of all, if you've got a Tesla or an electric car, then you could say that, but you're also probably making enough money that you don't really have to worry about the other things. Not talking about that. You aren't the people that Democrats claim to care so deeply about while completely screwing them over. Food is kind of important. Kind of important. Yeah, we have an obesity problem in this country, but you can't just say, all right, well, I've got about uh, 30 extra pounds on me, so that means I don't have to eat for the next month and a half, so I'll be able to save money that way. I've been packing it away. It's not like your savings account. right? Your love handles are not your IRA for if you can't afford food. That's not how the human body works. It'd be great if it did, but it's not how the human body works. So you need food. So you can say, well, most of this is the used cars and computers and whatever. No, first of all, that's a lie. Secondly, you're just trying to distract from the reality that is hurting people. And if you have an advisor who was that wrong, that wrong, not just wrong, but that wrong. How would you ever trust that person again? Why would you ever trust that person again? Unless, of course, you, they're lying. They're all lying. That the buck does stop with the president, but you're not going to let anybody see the buck. You've got a whole bunch of people willing to throw themselves on the buck like it's a grenade on behalf of the president because agenda uberalis. See, the Secretary of the Treasury, push comes to shove, she can be fired. She's unimportant in the grand scheme of things. Not because I hate Janet Yellen, but because she's unimportant. 
There are a million other economists out there who could be the Treasury Secretary who would do just as horrible of a job, who wouldn't care less about inflation, who couldn't care less, who would be pushing a left-wing agenda, would happily decimate their careers and reputations for it. Actually, Janet Yellen isn't decimating her career or reputation for it. She'll still get paid with $50,000 a speech. She'll still be the darling of corporate America world corporations she'll still be rich she's already rich she'll just be richer the consequences for having screwed up if she did screw up which i don't believe she did will be nothing nothing there are no consequences for screwing up if you're a liberal because the screw up is the plan she didn't screw up by underestimating inflation she got the inflation that she knew she was going to get that's not a screw up she didn't screw up at all. She got the agenda they, that the left wanted. That's not an error that some people got hurt along the way. That's that's simply progressivism. So, you know, enjoy your can of tofu or whatever you can afford now. You don't matter to these people. Keep that in mind. That's the ultimate lesson. They don't really care. They don't respect you enough, to be honest with you. Looking at the Internet, I just noticed this from The Hollywood Reporter that Netflix is and all the streaming services are having troubles. They're spending a fortune. I don't understand how anybody ever thought this was a good idea. Some movie called The Gray Man, or Gray Man, a $200 million plus budget. Doesn't make any sense. And then, like, they're making Knives Out. See, Knives Out was a fine movie. It was, it was fine. But it, it, I don't know that it needed to be... Uh, sequeled multiple sequels but the thing that really caught my eye was that the irishman remember the irishman like two years ago right at the beginning of the pandemic i think it was the irishman was all the rage it was like um, well they tried to make it all the rage they tried to make it the hype right along with uh what do you call it? tiger hunt tiger king not tiger hunter tiger king tiger king was the irishman wasn't really it was like four hours long. Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino, all star kids. Cost one hundred and seventy-five million dollars to make. They're not going to make any more vanity projects like that, as they say. The Hollywood Reporter says one thing many agree on is the era of expensive vanity projects at Netflix, whether animation or live action, like Martin Scorsese's one hundred and seventy-five million dollar The Irishman, is likely over. Quote, this tendency to do anything to attract talent and give them carte blanche is going away, says one person. As always, there will be exceptions, blah, blah, blah. I tried to watch The Irishman at least three different times. I had Netflix. I like, I'm a fan of all those people. I tried to watch it. Problem is you can't, like, if you watch it and then you fall asleep, which I did every single time I tried to watch it because it's four hours long, you can't really pick up where you left off because you drift off pretty quickly and then you're like, where the hell was I? And you can't, there's no chapters, there's nothing. So I started it over three different times and I fell asleep every single time. I've still never seen that movie. Anyway, um, speaking of somebody falling asleep, somebody, it's usually people much older than I, but then they don't sit down to watch four-hour movies. Joe Biden, the job, did you know that the current White House press secretary is historic, that she is both black and gay as a woman, 
and for and an immigrant she's super duper historic she's also terrible at her job by the way Karen jean pierre is her name Karen jean pierre she is uh like i say historic really bad um she was asked yesterday about a remark the president made over the weekend about his history, his own biography. The guy is confused. He does. He remembers somebody else's life. You know, what's weird is there have been people, and I've seen those shows where they say this, this kid or this person says they're reincarnated, reincarnated. They're actually this guy who died a couple of years before the person was born. And I remember explicitly one kid in particular who was able to, like no details about a family on the other side of the planet that he'd never met, never could have known or whatever. It could have been all garbage, but I remember seeing this one video or episode of something a long time ago. The reincarnation. So if you remember something from a past life, oh boy. Joe Biden kind of is like that. He remembers things maybe from a past life, not definitely not his life. But the weird thing is about Joe Biden's past life is it was concurrent with his own life. <laughs> That's the weird part. He misremembers his own history. Uh, if you could say, well, no, 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 that was Napoleon 300 years ago that you're remembering. You know, I, Joe Biden goes off about how he lost the Battle of Waterloo. You say, no, 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 that was Napoleon, Joe. But his own personal life he should have that one down. He's had this problem before. First, I want to let you listen to Karine Jean-Pierre talk about, well, he, she gets the question, and then she's so bad at her job. And she doesn't, she, she didn't know about a Joe Biden tweet on her first day on the job. She doesn't follow the president, apparently, on Twitter. She also doesn't follow the president's speeches like a commencement address at the Naval Academy. You would think that these things would be a part of the job, but they're not. Listen to this. He said on Friday, uh, during his address at the Naval Academy, the president was born in 1942, graduated from the University of Delaware in 1965. In his address, he said he was appointed to the Naval Academy in 1965. Was he? Was it in 1965? So I, oh, I did not hear that part of the speech, uh, so right I would have to... Okay, I did. I I missed. A lot of writing about it. I no, I hear you. I hear you. I have not. I I need to read it myself and just go back and and see what you're talking about exactly. I I can't speak to it right now. I can't speak to it. She's terrible. She's terrible. She's the press secretary. It was a major address to cadets at the Naval Academy. You would think that the press secretary would travel with the president. You think that the press secretary would be aware of these things. And also, by the way, it happened on. The weekend, it was Tuesday when she was asked. It had been swirling around for a couple of days. Somebody in the press shop might have been aware of this and maybe said, hey, we should probably look. No, they're lying. They're lying. They're just flat out lying. So what did Joe Biden say? What's funny is, oh, I didn't hear that part of this. So I have to go back. It's the very first thing out of Joe Biden's mouth when he gives this speech. Listen to him. This is the first thing. He's just taken the podium. Before I began my speech, a thought crossed my mind. As I was told, the class of 72 is here. I was appointed to the academy in 1965 by a senator 
who I was running against in 1972. <laughs> Never planned it that way. I was, wasn't old enough to be sworn in. I was only 29 years old when I was running. He was a fine man. His name was J. Caleb Boggs. I didn't come to the academy because I wanted to be a football star. And you had a guy named Staubach and Bellino here. So I went to Delaware. But all kidding aside, the best line of the debate was, after it was all over, the announcer, the questioner, who was a good guy but supported my opponent, who was a good man as well, I might add. And he said, Senator Boggs, you have anything else you want to say? And he said, yes, just one thing. And he took the microphone. He said, you know, Joe, if you accepted my commission to the academy, my appointment to the academy, he said, you'd still have one year and three months active duty, and I'd have no problems right now. <laughs> so the class of 72, <laughs> welcome. Uh, you <laughs> Everything you just heard is a lie. There's no record of his opponent saying anything like that in a debate. By the way, Joe Biden graduated college in 1965. That means he'd gotten his bachelor's degree in 1965. The Naval Academy does not offer a graduate program in anything. It is all undergraduate. Joe Biden would not have been a, a appointed to the academy in 1965 for his bachelor's, for a second bachelor's degree. Roger Staubach didn't enter the Naval Academy until 1965. So they didn't already have a guy out there. Joe Biden did not play football in college. He did weirdly get a whole bunch of deferrals from service in Vietnam, but he did not play football in college for somebody who was a superstar. That's weird. It's going to be a naval superstar, but he wasn't able to compete with two guys that were already there. Everything there is a lie. Literally everything there is a lie. And the White House's response was, well, I didn't hear that part of the speech. I don't know. What, what part was it? Somewhere buried in the middle? No, it was right up at the very beginning. By the way, Joe Biden got uh, caught plagiarizing in law school. He was an idiot. He was a poor student. Uh, they don't take idiots. Senators don't appoint idiots to the Naval Academy. They just don't. It's all a flat-out lie. Since we're talking about Joe Biden being an idiot, it... Uh, We've got to talk about his wife being an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dr. G the Reverend Dr. Jill Biden. The left is desperately trying to make, prop up these people. Just any way you can. If they can't prop up Joe, they'll prop up Jill. They've got to. They have to. They, ha they don't. The alternative is a Republican. And yucky, yucky, yucky. So they have to pretend that Bernie's still alive. Harper's bizarre. Has a they're trying to make her into a, a fashion icon, some sort of sex symbol. Or she's just, even if she were attractive, and I don't find her attractive, even if she were, she's stupid. She's stupid. And I find no matter how physically attractive somebody is, it only goes so far. I've dated, gone out on some dates or whatever with some really stupid people, really stupid girls. And it's just like, I can't, I can't, but they're really attractive. And you sit there and you have this, like, I can't can't stand it it's talking to a shoe i'd be better off talking to a shoe and you just have to let it go after a while because you just you try and work it and it doesn't work that's the way jill biden is when she was younger she was mildly attractive she's not younger anymore and she was never smart 
But Harper's Bazaar is trying to find a way to make her into some sort of... They want to make her into Michelle Obama, into a supermodel. Which is funny because there was actually a very beautiful model who was the first lady who never graced a single magazine cover during the tenure of her husband as president of the United States. And that's Melania Trump. But Harper's Bazaar, Vanity Fair, they're all shoving Jill on the cover. Going, oh, look at her. She's so wonderful. They're, they're such a, a lovely... She's Dr. Jill Biden, don't you know? Harper's Bazaar, their title is A First Lady Undeterred. A pandemic, a war, a country at its breaking point. Dr. Jill Biden has faced it all with the grace and conviction that has guided her all her life, showing up for her students, her friends and family, the American people, her husband and herself. Well, let us unburden you. Take us off the list, all right? Nobody voted for you, you vacant... Dumbass. Let's just call it what it is. And you look through and there's a whole fashion photo shoot about, oh, my goodness, she's so they're trying to make her attractive. She's not attractive. And in there, they talk about her first marriage in the White House. She grimaces as she recounts it. Quote, I believed so much in the institution of marriage, she explains, that when the marriage fell apart, I fell hard because of that. And for him to turn out to be who he was, she says, uh, about to finish a sentence, when, as if on cue, Commander barks and gets into a defensive crouch. She was talking about her ex-husband. She doesn't address what her ex-husband says, that she was sleeping with Joe while they were married, that the marriage dissolved because she was screwing around with Joe. Because that would be, you know, not good. That wouldn't, it's the fairy tale wedding of both of them. Look, Joe had just lost his wife in a tragic car accident that was the fault of somebody else. Definitely not her. Definitely not her. And she had her marriage to just not work out. Why? Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. But we found each other. And it's been a storybook ever since, except for that, you know, Joe gets a little handsy every now and then that Joe likes to sniff on women. Joe likes to take occasional staffers and pin them against the wall and violate them sexually. But other than that, oh, my goodness, so wonderful. Now, what's funny is Jill Biden is so, so into the job of first lady as well as her teaching she she she's sacrificing that's the ultimate thing that they want you to think about in this article she's sacrificing she's giving of herself constantly to the american people that she doesn't have any time for anything else and what's weird is there is a series of photographs in two places i think it might even be just one place two places looks like old town alexandria and that kind of just looks like, yeah, Old Town Alexandria. Um, a series of photographs where she's got at least seven different outfits. She's able to do all these wardrobe changes. They're all pictures of her supposedly in action, right? In action. She's just, uh, walk by, she's just walking by herself past this picturesque building. She's not. She's so busy that she's able to devote at least a day, probably two, to photo shoots for Harper's Bazaar. She's so wonderful, and I love in the back. If you look in the background, you can see basically security details with her. They blocked off a whole bunch. They cleared out areas so that they could get these photographs. Now you remember the outrage 
that the media expressed over the Secret Service and the police clearing out Lafayette Square, right? It was all for a photo op for Donald Trump. He just wanted to walk across to the church that the left had tried to burn down the night before and get a picture of him in front of that church, and it's an outrage. How dare they do Now, they were clearing out the park because the violent mob had tried to burn down the church the night before, and they were putting up fencing around it to try and protect the uh, statues that they had been trying to tear down and basically protect things from the left-wing mob. But they cleared out things just for a photo op. It was an outrage. I promise you, I promise you, they cleared out a lot of people so that they could get these pictures of Jill Biden for Harper's Bazaar magazine. They chased a lot of people out of public property so that they could see Dr. Jill Biden sitting there walking in a dress. She's got this one ugly ass dress on. It is one of the dumbest. I don't know what the hell it is. She's got beads coming from her elbow. The dress, it's a purple dress, and it comes down mid-length sleeves. And there are beads hanging from it. But I'm not saying that they're just, you know, like little fringy beads. Like, no. These are the dumbest things I've ever seen. It is, it's got to be four inches, five inches worth of beads. And the beads, the longer the strand goes the bigger the beads get so that these things could be weaponized. She could flick her wrist. It doesn't quite go past her wrist, but she could pull her arm up her sleeve, twirl that sleeve around, and really clock somebody with these things. It's the ugliest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. And there she is walking with these. Like, did you pick that out? Did you pick, Do you know how to dress yourself, Dr. Jill Biden? And she's got that vacant, stupid smile on her face that she always has. And they're going, okay, she is a fashion icon. Dr. Jill Biden delights in these kind of moments. One of her granddaughters, Naomi, is engaged in planning a wedding reception at the White House in November. Great. Taxpayers get to hit up that. You ever say grandma? You ever uh, see Hunter's kid with the, with the stripper? You acknowledge that grandkid? No, you don't? Grandma of the year. Had an actual supermodel as uh, first lady. They pretended she didn't exist. They got a crusty adulteress in there who's about as dumb as an old piece of chewing gum. And she's a fashion icon. God help us all. Grandma of the year. That doesn't acknowledge her grandkids. We're out of time for today. Appreciate you listening. I'm going to get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. 